Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to History Gets Real. I am your host, Greg Getz, and today I have brought you a special treat. We are going to talk about the origins of Halloween. Now, I don't know about any of you, but Halloween is one of my favorite holidays throughout the year. It is a time when, you know, you don't feel guilty about eating all the candy that you want to. You get to dress up as your favorite characters. You get to dress all spooky. There's haunted houses, corn mazes. You get to carve pumpkins. Like, it is just one of the best holidays and where I grew up in the Midwest, Halloween was taken very seriously. You know, you got all the leaves changing colors. It's starting to get crisp in the air and it just feels awesome. You know, you go to the pumpkin patch and you go through the corn mazes and hay rides. And it's just it's just a great and spiritual time of the year, which coincides to its origins. So many of the traditions that we utilize today for Halloween like jack-o'-lanterns and dressing up, go all the way back to the holiday in which Halloween is based on, which was called Samhain. It was a Celtic tradition and festival that took place on October, October the 31st and November 1st. This holiday signified the end of the harvest, and it was the midpoint of the fall equinox and the winter solstice. It was also believed that the barrier between our world and the world of the gods was weakest, so the gods would descend upon us and play tricks on us and mess with us and you know it was a time when also people could commune with their ancestors and uh, there were some traditions where people would go into graveyards all night and sit there and pray and they believed that they had more of a spiritual connection to the dead and it was just a very spiritual time not only because you know the weak point between the two worlds was apparent but you know, your ancestors are rising. It was a time where they could come and check on the family and you would leave gifts for your family members. And, you know, sometimes you were able to speak with them. And so it was just, it was just a great time for these ancient pagans to live out a little bit more time with their, their dead relatives. And it's just, it's just awesome. And, you know, some of that, some of that stuff still exists today, which is really cool. You know, some of these old traditions we have not gotten too far away from. So, um, it was an obligation for everyone in the town to 
attend these festivals. They had a big bonfire, and you know you would meet with the uh, the town leaders or the chieftains and stuff like that. And if you didn't appear, if you didn't participate in these festivals, it was believed that the gods would punish you, or even the townspeople would punish you because they think that you didn't believe in them, or you know you were some kind of an outcast. So all the more reason to participate because not only do you not want the gods to come down and fuck with you, but you also don't want your neighbors or your chieftain to mess with you. So a lot of people just joined in on the festivities because it was just the right thing to do. Now, since the barrier between our worlds was weakest, the world of the gods and the mortal world was weakest, the Celts were afraid that fairies and spriggans and other creatures would come from the forest and kidnap people for whatever reason. You know, maybe maybe these fairies and spriggans wanted to eat the people. Uh, maybe they just wanted to have a giant, you know, interspecies orgy. Who knows? You know, there's there's no telling. But that kind of falls into the realm of folklore and myths and stuff like that. So that's not what I'm going to go into. But it is an interesting uh, theory to uh, consider. So in order to prevent yourself from being kidnapped by these creatures you would dress up as a monster or an animal to trick these creatures into thinking that you are not a human. Because apparently they only went after humans. I mean, why not? Aliens go after humans all the time and, you know, put stuff up their butt, so maybe it's the same concept. There were several different creatures that were associated apart from fairies and uh, spriggans to Samhain and believed to come out during the festivities and such, but we're not going to go into that right now. That's for another time. Uh, so the jack-o'-lanterns this one is this one is a really really cool one so jack-o'-lanterns originated from ireland and they didn't carve pumpkins they carved potatoes and turnips because pumpkins weren't really a thing in ireland back in the day so you know they used what they had turnips and potatoes the idea of sitting down and carving a potato to you know put <laughs> put a candle in or whatever to put outside just sounds really weird to me i mean I, i'm sure it's not much weirder than going to a pumpkin patch and picking a pumpkin out that you want to carve. But, I don't know, just the potato, though. I mean, maybe that's where we got the idea for Mr. Potato Head. Who knows? So, jack-o'-lanterns, okay? There's a story that goes along with the origins of jack-o'-lanterns. So, there was a man named Stingy Jack, which is, you know, a lovely name. Obviously, that's leading to a, uh, a great story. So, Stingy Jack went out drinking one night, and the devil appeared. They got to drinking, and Stingy Jack, given his name, of course, claimed that he didn't have the money to pay for the drinks. So he tricked the devil into turning into a silver coin so that he could pay for the drinks. So the devil does this, turns into the silver coin. Jack picked up the coin and put it in his pocket, right next to a silver cross that he had in his pocket, so the devil couldn't turn back into himself. And Jack said, I will only let you out if you promise not to take my soul, and if you leave me alone for a year. So, I mean, obviously the devil wanted to get the hell out of this dude's pocket. Who knows what it smelled like with the name Stingy. So he agrees. Year passes. The devil comes back, and he wants to try and get some revenge on Jack. Believe it or not, Jack tricked the devil again. He was just like, hey, as one last hurrah, as one final goodbye, I want some fruit up there in that tree, but I can't reach it. Can you go get that fruit for me? I would really appreciate it. So the devil, he obliged and went up into the tree to get this fruit for Jack. Once he climbed the tree, Jack carved a cross into the tree to keep the devil there so that he couldn't come down. The devil's pissed. I mean, this is the second time this this loser has tricked him. I mean, 
hate to say it, but you're kind of on off your game, Mr. Devil, if you're getting tricked by some dude with the name of Stingy. So, the devil asks what his price was. Jack says, you cannot mess with me for 10 years. I want to live free for 10 years without the fear of you coming after me. The devil agrees. Before the 10 years is up, Jack passes away for unknown reasons. And when he goes to heaven, <laughs> God is like, I don't, I don't fucking want the, I don't want you here. I saw what you did down on earth. I saw what you're capable of. Heaven doesn't want any part of the shit that you're up to, which I mean, that's fair. You know, heaven's supposed to be this, you know, righteous place and stuff like that. But I mean, old boy couldn't even get a fist bump from God. Like, Hey man, you tricked the devil, found it. Let's go. You're cool. Nah, the devil's the God was just like, nah, get the hell out of here. I, I don't want you here, man. You suck. So we sent him to hell. Well, the devil, very, very happy that Jack is there, kept to his word that he would not take his soul and wouldn't let him into hell. How upsetting is that? First of all, you got kicked out of heaven because you suck. Secondly, you got kicked out of hell because you suck. Man, you're not wanted anywhere. Stingy Jack just had, like, you know, he may have had a decent life, you know, when he was alive, but <laughs> afterlife was not panning out too well for him. So, the devil kept his word and said, Alright, I will not take your soul. You're not welcome in hell. Instead, I'm going to give you this lump of coal. You are going to wander the earth for all of eternity with nothing but a lump of coal to light your way and keep you warm. Peace out, homie. So... Ever since then, Stingy Jack has wandered the earth with nothing but a lump of coal to keep him warm and light his way. Just eternal darkness. But he found a carved out turnip and he put this lump of coal inside and has wandered the earth ever since with this carved out turnip that has a light in it. Which is where we get jack-o'-lanterns. The Irish originally called him Jack of the Lantern, which he later then became Jack-o'-lantern. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. 
In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. It's pretty interesting stuff, you know. Of course, there's not, you know, a lot of historical grounds to it. It's, you know, just ancient myth story from Ireland. But it's still really cool. You know, there's always these origins that we can find out there of... Things that just seem normal to us. You know, carving pumpkins, that's just like an inherent tradition to Halloween. But I'm just, I, I sure as heck didn't know about this story, and I thought it was really cool, and I wanted to share it with you guys. So that is where jack-o'-lanterns come from. Now, all of these traditions were brought over to the United States in the 19th century when the Irish started immigrating. And when they got here, you know, we had pumpkins here. So it transitioned from turnips and potatoes to pumpkins. Thank God. I, I, I would not enjoy having to sit down and carve Mr. Potato Head to look like It the Clown or something like that. You know, that would be weird. So in the 5th century, when Christianity began intermingling with these uh, Celtic pagan communities and stuff like that, um, Pope Boniface wanted to integrate Samhain into Christian tradition. But he didn't want it placed on October 31st. He decreed that May 13th would be the day that we would celebrate and honor the saints and the martyrs. So that became the new Halloween for a few centuries. The Celts still had their fire festivals and stuff on the 31st of October and November 1st. And it was still the end of the season and stuff. And it still held, you know, tradition and it still held some significance to their culture but christianity was just like nah we, we don't want to associate with you guys but we also want to take your stuff because you know we're fun and that's what christians did back in the day they took everyone's things that's on a whole nother story i'm sorry about that <laughs> so um yeah for a few centuries um saints and martyrs were honored on may 13th now in the ninth century pope gregory moved it back to the original date of October 31st, which became All Hallows' Eve. And November 1st was named All Saints' Day, and November 2nd was All Souls' Day. And it has been that way ever since. Now, think about this for a second. What if Pope Gregory hadn't moved it back? Now, like I said, I grew up in the Midwest, so there were some years where I would dress up in my costume, and it would be so freaking cold outside that I would have to wear a winter jacket over my costume or under my costume, okay? Nothing screams scary like dressing up as Ghostface from Scream and you look like the Pillsbury Doughboy because it's so cold you have to wear a winter jacket. You know, you look like Ralphie's little brother from Christmas Story running down the road and you're just like, boo, scary, <laughs> but <laughs> like you're falling over and you can't get up because you're so bundled up. But I would take that any day rather than having Halloween in the middle of the summer when it is hot as fuck in the Midwest 
and you know it's humid and you know you got your face all painted up and stuff like that and you're sweating like a dog your makeup's all gone like no i i would i would take bundling up and looking like ralphie's brother versus sweating my ass off in a full-blown costume okay all right so the 19th century um irish immigrants came to the united states and they brought these traditions with them and the merger of Samhain and Halloween became All Hallows' Eve. Uh, Trick-or-treating, it was a pagan practice called mumming in Ireland. And it was uh, when people would put on costumes and they would go door-to-door singing songs about the dead. You know, their ancestors or folk heroes or something like that. You would just go around and singing. It's almost like Christmas caroling, but, you know, for the dead. And cakes were handed out as payment. For, you know doing your good deed of singing about these people and stuff like that so you would get cakes rather than candy because you know obviously they didn't have snickers back in the fifth century um the trick aspect of it was usually blamed on fairies and spriggans but let's let's be real here okay if we can find archaeological evidence of dick drawings by roman legionnaires on hadrian's wall now then you can bet your ass that there were Celtic equivalents of the two dudes from Hocus Pocus running around messing with people, dressed up as, like, fairies and stuff like that, playing pranks on people. You just know it. I mean, we we have dick pictures drawn on walls from, (laughs) like, 23 BCE or whatever. You You got it, or... No, what was that? What would that be? No, that that would be, like... 100 CE so yeah I mean either way we have dick pics that were drawn on Hadrian's wall from that time you got to imagine that there were guys just running around or you know girls running around messing with people and just saying oh no I saw a fairy you know do something it's just like now it's just Bob and Jim down the road they're being assholes again (laughs) so you know that was back then now we associate Halloween with like I said before going to the pumpkin patch having good time with our families uh, watching scary movie reruns on cable television or, uh, you know, getting ready for the next big horror movie that's coming out, going on haunted hayrides, corn mazes, all this fun stuff. But a lot of these traditions harken back to pagan Celts back in Ireland, Scotland, England, and stuff like that. And it's just really cool. You know, once you stop and think about it, it's just like, where did all these traditions come from? Our ancestors from thousands of years ago participated in similar traditions as to what we celebrate now. And it has carried on for this long. And that is what I love about history. You know, we look at these traditions and we ask ourselves, where did this come from? Why did it start? Why do we carve pumpkins? Oh, it was because some jackass named Stingy Jack tricked the devil and has like recompense the devil cast him out of hell and made him wander the earth for eternity with nothing but a lump of coal to keep him warm and light his way in an internal darkness and stingy jack just happened to find a turnip and he put the lump of coal inside of it and carried it with him who would have thought you know these stories and these myths are so fun and yet we still do it to this day. But I'm sure none, not a lot of you knew that. I sure as hell didn't. And looking it up and reading about it, it's just like, well, damn, that's kind of funny. You know, poor Stinchy Jack, but maybe you shouldn't have been a jackass, Jack. <laughs> so that is my little tidbit 
on the origins of Halloween. Now, obviously, there are other cultural significances to Halloween and, you know, similar practices from around the world, such as the Latin American Dia de los Muertes, where our ancestors, you know, come across the the um, fractured barrier between the living and the dead, and they're able to see their family and see how they're doing. But, I mean, it's no different than what the Celts believed when the barrier was weakest between our world and the world of the gods, and we were able to communicate with our family. These tra- These similar you know, occurrences and happenings between cultures that are like two opposite spectrums are just really interesting to think about. And I find it really cool that there are so many similarities between different cultures around the world. And that's what's really interesting about history. Now, I don't know if there was any kind of connection or um, if they, you know, contacted each other or, you know, not like contacted, you know, I'm sure they I'm, guarantee they didn't send an email and was just like hey you guys should really consider you know participating in this stuff no but it's just something to think about you know why do latin americans sell how not why how do they celebrate this same uh event that the celts did when they believe that the barrier between worlds is weakest you know how did they come to this consensus and you know why did they think that they could communicate with their dead relatives um pagan practice in ireland they would also leave their windows open at night um during all hallows eve and you know the Samhain celebration so that their relatives could come in and out of the house you know with ease and you know just watch their family walk around the house and you know just see how things are going and it's just it's just so fascinating you know all these different things obviously we don't leave our windows open at night anymore because you know it's the time of the world Plus, you know, like me in the Midwest, it's probably like (laughs) five degrees outside at night on Halloween night. So you're not going to leave your windows open. But it's still interesting to think about. Um, That is all I have for you today. Uh, Put my podcast on notifications. That way you'll know when my next episode comes out. And I really appreciate you guys stopping by. Um, Throw some suggestions at me. Leave some comments and stuff like that. And ask me, you know, specific things to cover. And I will do my best to cover what you want to hear. And I will present it in a way that's not going to put you to sleep. Because, listen, we've all had that bad experience with history classes that put us to sleep. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to make it energetic. I'm going to make it fun. I'm going to tell you like it's real, you know. Because it is real. And it's interesting. It may be in the past, but it is still a really fun story to hear about. So, Let me know what you want to hear, and I will do my damnedest to bring it to you in a good, fun way. Thank you all for stopping by, and I hope you have a great day. Take it easy. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.